two, and we're good. And welcome back to another episode. How are we getting on, guys? Hey, girls. How are you doing, Jessica? What's the story? I'm so excited to be talking to you both. I'm Uh, so excited you're here. Me too. So much so that as I as I said to you earlier, I I read some of the Irish Times this morning from Oakland, California. Anything interesting in it? Uh, only, only your COVID expansions. That was what really got me because I'm just so interested in what's what's happening with COVID globally. So, yeah, you can you can leave the house. You can go, Finally. I think, 20 kilometers away from your house or something yeah, like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we can stay inside the county. So yeah. anywhere inside the county, and you can go 20 kilometers outside your county as well, which is sorry handy. <laughs> I can yeah. actually go to McDonald's now. It's like <laughs> advantages. But um. There you go. But Jessica, for people who may not know you, how about you introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jessica Lignato. I have a very difficult to pronounce last name, but that's it. I am an astrologer and a psychic and a medium. And I have a podcast called Ghost of a Podcast. And I write horoscopes and do, and I have a book. I have all kinds of things out in the world in this kind of esoteric, um, some may say woo-woo fields. And I fucking love it. Uh, I'm glad that's really good that's, that's the best yet thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> oh wow you can prepare for an introduction holy shit that was great so, <laughs> i guess i guess our first question to start off is how did, how did you get into that i was always into this kind of stuff i started talking about astrology um when i was really little like before the age of seven i I had just things in my idea, uh, like had things in my head about astrology that were maybe based on things I kind of heard around. I was born in the mid seventies. Um, so, you know, astrology was like a big topic, but I, my interest never went away. And so for my 12th birthday, I got uh, a book about Capricorns because I'm a Capricorn for my birthday. And I just studied it like a Bible. Like I just read it and read it and read it. And then when I was in my late teens, I'm from Montreal, Quebec, and uh, I went to an alternative college and I took an introduction to astrology from a Jungian perspective in college. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, that's what I'm gonna do with the rest of my life. And I kind of never thought about it twice. Like I just took the intermediate class uh, the following semester. And then in 1994, I moved to San Francisco to become a professional astrologer. And from there, my psychic abilities developed and my mediumship abilities developed and all of these things to bring me where I am today. And here you are today. And here I am um, today. <laughs> you are the only podcast we've on, we've had on that is on par with the same amount of episodes we've done. I know 200. We're, we're, yeah, I'm at 200 and you're 202, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Con- congratulations with you. to you. Oh, congratulations to you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. And, and congratulations. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of really fun and, and rewarding work, but it's yeah. 200 episodes. Are you also all one season? Oh yeah. We don't, oh, we don't even do, have seasons. No, yeah, we're, me neither. Me neither. we started back in May, May of last year and we just kind of yeah. keep going, you know, it's like the grind don't stop. Have to grind stay busy. Stop. That's right. That's right. It's a, it's a, that's a classic Irish expression. Grind don't stop. Right. <laughs> no, I was being sarcastic. No. <laughs> I was, being sarcastic. I was about to say, like, <laughs> the, the Irish of old saying that. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. It's yeah. from the hills. It's from yeah. the hills. Yeah. That's just, yeah. But um, yeah, when, when we've dealt with like the, the paranormal or that kind of stuff before, we we, we talked to, uh, I guess, the paranormal investigators, uh, 
from mainly from a and uh ghost hunters which is a cool show they had some cool experiences i i genuinely believe all but one of them um mm. and i will i won't name them uh, they're all lovely people i just noticed one guy kind of slipped up on his words but um how, how do you feel about all that stuff because you know you, you are a medium yeah um i it's it's so different than what i do because what it's doing is it's looking for tools like material tools for proving things and um that's like for me as a practitioner not really what i do it's not it's not my primary interest um i mean i think that it's all very interesting um and but it's it's like technically i guess we're in the same industry or milieu but not really like the there's not a whole lot of intersection i don't think i mean i'm more of a counselor in how i work and um i'm not like an investigator i'm not interested in that i'm also not really interested in like proving myself um and that said as a medium the only reason why i have any measure of success is because what i see and say is evidential and so i suppose that's technically proof but it's like different than like having a meter or, you know what I mean? Or like mm. getting, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a little bit of a different approach. So I like it. Um, but I like it more kind of like as a muggle than as a medium, if that makes sense. Is that a Harry Potter reference? Oh, it is a Harry Potter reference. Okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> you were right. Well, there's no synonym. You know what I mean? Like she popularized mm. it. Uh, I have problems with JK Rowling's, but I think it's a great word and I use it a fair amount. Yeah. With herself, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you do something good and you do something bad. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, but anyway, not going <laughs> to dwell on her. But do you not, do you not think that like with the f- fields you're in, that if, if like the likes of, you know, the paranormal investigators prove this kind of stuff, it kind of removes you from the woo. You know, the idea of like it being like, you know, it, it, it grounds it, 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 if they did does that, it? if they could prove like, okay, through some form of like quantum physics or, whatever you know ghosts are ghosts are dead ass real i mean now we know how to talk to them that would just like legitify or legitimize like what you're doing so this is why I, i don't know if it would because of religion because religion is big business it's big industry it's integrated into most governments um and even into corporations you know in capitalistic societies and because of that religion has a great deal of investment in disproving and delegitimizing individual mediums, um, life after death um, topics when it's outside of, let's say, heaven and hell. And so there's this way that I have no skin in the game of being legitimized because I don't have any interest in competing with religious institutions. Um, I I don't think that's a problem anymore. I I kind of think uh they're kind of in decline that's an interesting idea i think you're right and also they're in decline with like millennials and younger so with these like younger generations but yeah but who who runs countries who runs massive corporations those people are invested in getting support from these organizations with older people with older money so I'm open to the world changing. I mean, I even would go so far as to say, like, I would like to be, I think I'm part, I, you know, even just having a podcast where I talk about this stuff is a part of these things changing. Yeah. But I, um, 
you know, you know, I'm a realist. I know it's not what you'd expect, like somebody like me to say, but I'm really a pragmatist <laughs> and a realist. And so it's just like, mm, I'm going to hold my breath on that one. I'm into it. You know, I mean, I like that A&E is like doing what they do, but and TLC and some other brands, you know, other TV brands mm. are doing that kind of work. But um, I, my primary investment in all of this kind of stuff is is helping people. I know that sounds so cheesy and maybe even disingenuous, but it is actually just my only I investment in it. Yeah. So, so for me, um, you know, prove, don't prove, eh, eh, you know, if it helps, it works. If it doesn't, you can help, never it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, this is my theory. I personally don't know how ibuprofen works. You know, I don't know what you call it. Uh, and you know, the pills you take for your headache. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Paracetamol. That's there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how that shit works. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea how it works. I don't believe in it either. However, if I have cramps, if I have a headache, I take it and it helps me. And that's why I keep taking it. And I have the same attitude with astrology and with mediumship and all this stuff for as long as it works. Eh, we don't need to prove it. We don't need to understand it. It just is a tool and it works. And for as long as it works, return to it. That's kind of my attitude. And I know it's not super popular with people in my field necessarily, but it, it is I, my attitude. I, I might be a little bit on that boat with, with all respect to you. I, I get what you're doing. Like, and there's some things I'd, I'd absolutely agree with, like with computers, I'd be like, I, I don't know how it works. Just uh, downloading software, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'll download more RAM or something. But um, yeah, like, but you can learn how like a how paracetamol works. You you can and it's it's good that we know these things because you know that, that's I guess that's how innovation comes. Yeah. But uh, you know with things that aren't like material like paracetamol, it doesn't really apply. Interesting. So here let's let's get weird for a moment, Kay. Let's go. Um, what's material? <laughs> so once you once you start going there, what's material? So are we saying that psychic ability is immaterial, but Paracetamol, which I may be mispronouncing because I've never heard the word before, is not material or it is material. And then psychic ability is not material. Like what is material? Materialism is essentially, you know, if we go to energy woo or, you know, um, quantum physics, it's vibration. So, you know, when we talk about something like sound, what is what is really sound? Like what a dog can hear is different than what I can hear. Does that mean the sound that a dog can hear is not real? Um, you know, I am also an animal communicator. So because humans can't understand animals or can't perceive how animals communicate with each other, does that mean they're not communicating? And this is where it gets sticky and tricky. And the more out there you get, I think it becomes kind of more of a, a mind fuck to think about how to prove these things and even how to talk about these things in a comprehensive way. But I will say like kind of pulling back, ghost hunting is different in that ghosts are simply one form of um, kind of like an intelligent embodiment of selfhood. It's not the only form. So as a medium, if I'm talking to somebody's dead father, I'm not necessarily speaking with a ghost. You know, ghosts are one form of embodiment, not the only form. And so again, we get into like, um, the, the layers and vibration, and it really is about vibration. If that makes sense. Oh no, it does. I um, I can't help to think of the thing like if 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 a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around to hear it, it doesn't make a sound. Sounds vibrations in your ears, so it goes back to that thing. <laughs> exactly, and and all the different animals and birds and all the stuff in the forest, they're going to perceive that sound and that feeling 
differently. And the how we kind of uh, measure validity, how we leisure materialism, it's so subjective and it's ever evolving through the human body, through the human experience, through science. And I think, you know, for the regular person, it doesn't pay to overthink these things because, because it'll drive you bonkers. It's like thinking about how many, how much bacteria is on a door handle. Like you can't, you can't go there. Like it'll ruin your life. You know what I mean? Um, and it won't actually keep you safer necessarily. Sometimes you just kind of got to experience what it is. Did something happen back there? Do you have a ghost? No, I just looked at the door handle. <laughs> just to be horrified. Uh, They're serious. It's, it's, it's seriously risky business germs. Mm. <laughs> oh, there's. We Seriously. we seen that this year, but uh, and last year, you know, yeah, you, ca- you kind of forget it's been a whole yeah. last year. Oh my god, don't even start. <laughs> what a nightmare! Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely, it is just ever going and going and never ending. But here, it's starting to end here at least. Like, it- fingers crossed. I mean, huge day today. We're allowed out in our counties. Like we were confined to five kilometers for the last four, five months. Except me and Jerry got to go in college twice, so that was okay. You know, that was cool. Yeah, but anyway, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I, I know you kind of you kind of opening my mind here. Um, (laughs) That's that's exciting. No, like when 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 we tackle these things, normally we're like you know a bunch of notes and like okay, where where can we find like the the basis of it? And can we even understand the basis of it? Like I I have all these notes on quantum physics. I can say them out loud to you. I don't know what the fuck it means, kind of, but not really. (laughs) Right. Right. Quantum physicists are kind of like hyper specialists of a hyper specialized field. Oh, yeah. And I feel like even when they speak, when they're writing or they're speaking in public, they're they're like watering shit down for all the like nerdiest of nerds. Like it's it's very complicated oh, yeah. and very theoretical. And I think, you know, when it comes to Okay, maybe I'm derailing this conversation and maybe I'm taking it exactly where it needs Are to go. Are we on rails You right let now? me know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're off the rails already. I'm you know? I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so here's something that really blew my mind. I went to the Oakland Zoo uh, maybe a couple of years ago. And I encountered this condor. You know, condors are like big ass birds. I'd never seen one in person before. And I happened to have been lucky enough to be at the zoo in this really like cold and rainy day. And so there was very few people there and I really got to connect with the animals. Anyways, the condor, the way the condor communicated with me or just the way condors communicate changed my life. And it was just like a very brief experience that I had, but there it's it's like the best way i can describe it is like sonar like this really expansive it almost sounded like this echoing vibration of it wasn't sound but it it was something between sound and sight their capacity to communicate with each other is so big like they can communicate over great distances and in i mean from my experience and the way they communicated, it felt somehow ancient because it was so slow. There was something of the slowness of it. And when I had this experience, I was just like, it blew my mind because even though I've spoken, you know, I've communicated with other animals before, this was an experience that showed me something about time that I hadn't experienced before and how the condor experiences time in this radically different way. I don't know how old, I don't actually know any facts about those birds, but I, my experience with that really, it shifted something. I, I similarly, and this might sound radically different, but similarly, 
I've been working as a medium for, you know, a couple of decades already. And so I've had the opportunity to communicate with certain dead people over the course of many, many years. And I've had within that opportunity, the chance to see how they have evolved no longer in their bodies, right? So how this idea of death from my perspective and probably from the paranormal investigator's perspective, death is, it's absolutely material and true and uh, undeniable fact of life. And also it's an illusion because the meat suit dies and so much of the personality that is rooted in the meat suit dies. And we ourselves do not die. Our spirit does not die. And there is a continued evolution that I've seen occur for spirits um, over the course of their next stage of life. And there's no way to prove that. I don't see, again, the value in proving that. And But but there are ways of talking about it, and, you know, for me or other mediums to share our experiences. Um, so, and, and again, I, this is why I warned you. I wasn't sure if it was a derailing the conversation or taking it where it needed to go, but that's what happened. So, you know, that kind of brings me to, to two questions and I'll, I'll let you choose which one you want to answer first. Um, okay, you, you, your thoughts on like, animal intelligence like how far does that go and are we kind of like not able to see it as much like you know like you've probably seen that thing freddie recently of the the cephalopod that passed uh exam designed for human children wait what you didn't see no no i'll pull it up in a minute thank you the the other thing is you brought up like the meat suit dies and you know whatever happens after but with this whole anti-aging field and you know the fact that you know, we could be nearing generations where they don't have to die anymore. Uh, you know, how, how does that affect like what you're doing or your thoughts on this being Two human? Two excellent questions. Okay, so the first one. The way that humans conventionally go about proving animal intelligence annoys the fuck out of me. So all these people on TikTok running around being like trying to get their dog to press on a button to say walk, ball, whatever. I think (laughs) that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's very entertaining and it's also very cool. It's like, oh my God, they get it. But do anyone amongst us know what our animals call us? You know, with all of our big fat intelligence, we're just trying to get people, animals to to think the way we think, communicate the way we communicate. But that's the There's only perspective a- we can kind of maintain. No, no, no. She, she has a point. I, I thought about it today. My dog probably doesn't know my name because I've never introduced my myself to my dog. They or maybe your dog has a name for you. Maybe your dog has named you. Can he even oh. comprehend the idea of, of names? That's a good point. But okay, so let's let's um, let me let me pick at that comprehend is an interesting word to use because is it useful? Like, is it even useful to, let's say a dog to think of um, designations, right? Names. These designations are a formality that, okay, so watch me get woo is about to happen. Okay. I love it. So the, the human condition is from my perspective, spiritually is so much to do with being in a state of duality and a state of separation on an energetic plane, and this is again, like it it kind of like quantum physicists will have their own way of talking about this, but on an energetic plane, we are not separate. You know, you, you know, I am across the globe from you guys and whoever's listening to this might be in any place in the world. We are actually energetically interconnected and that interconnection is actually true. It's very true. It is. And you know, what's crazy about it is you know, quantum physics, as we we're talking about earlier, confirms that, which is terrifying. Yeah. Or 
liberating, depending on how you want to roll. Like, you know what I mean? Like it could go either way. Every object in the universe is connected in some way. Yes. Interconnected. Yes. And, and from the perspective of astrology, or at least from my perspective as an astrologer and from my perspective as a psychic and as a medium and as an animal communicator, but let's pull back. If we imagine that humans are singularly invested in duality, we are singularly invested in our uh, great and powerful Oz, our minds, our kind of creator of stories and our creator of technology and our separation from all that is natural and each other, right? If we accept that that is the case, then we need names. We need these designations. You know, in human history, it's not like everyone had last names, right? As the world gets more global, as the world gets bigger, as communities become more diverse and integrated, we need multiple names. Like, oh, my name is Jessica. It's Jessica Lignato. But, you know, on Instagram, I might have the handle that's X. And on, you know, Twitter, I might have an handle that's Y. So I'm known as many different things. Um, But this is, you know, in the evolution of humans, relatively new. So now we're coming back to dogs. The idea of a designation or a name is, you know, it's, it's cute, uh, but it's actually not necessary if you're living in a really small pack. Like Thomas, your dog might not know that many people. So why would they need a designation for you specifically? And I would suggest that that is not about intelligence or comprehension. It's about utility. And it's, you know, utility is evaluated in different ways for different species or for different humans living in different conditions. And you know, to kind of like your larger question, Jer, it's like, yes, I, I, I have a deep investment in my belief in intelligence of all species, but that I cannot personally evaluate intelligence mm. for other species because it's a different, it's, it's utterly different. And so much of um, biology, um, and I, I don't mean this like for girls and boys or for, you know, this kind of person or that kind of person. I mean, between like species, between animals does create a unique relationship to water, sun, time, um, sound, sight, you Mm. know, all of these things. And, and so it becomes very tricky to try to evaluate it strictly from a human perspective. Um, But I have had many uh, very developed conversations with different animals and over the course of my life. And uh, you know, like for instance, like a cockroach's intelligence, radically different than let's say uh, a condor's intelligence, but I wouldn't say better or worse. I mean, I'm terrified of cockroaches and I'm not super scared of condors, but like that's on me. Slash also cockroaches are dicks. <laughs> yeah, in fairness. Uh, but um, uh, I, I, Fuck you cockroaches. No, hold up. Let's get on this bandwagon right now. All right, no, stop. Okay, can I just say something about cockroaches? Please. Okay, if you have ever seen The Borg, do you know The Borg? Little Star Trek, little Star Trek, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay. yes, yeah. Um, I can't believe I was sitting here alone for a moment and it hurt. Okay, so you see I told you were talking about that, but I was like, there's no way she's about to bring up this. Yeah, she's she's fucking (laughs) talking about it. She's talking about it. Okay, so here's the thing. The Borg. I've never encountered anything like the Borg outside of TV until I started talking to cockroaches. They're like the fucking Borg. I talked to somebody's cockroaches, somebody had an infestation in their house and there was uh, a couple different species of cockroach and they were like, each of them were separate, like very different from each other, but they were very much like the Borg. Hive mind, indestructible, gave zero fucks. Like 
zero fucks. Yeah. Um, it was really fascinating. And also, I, I mean, I'm scared of the Borg in fake life and in real life, I'm scared of cockroaches. And well, I think that's all common sense. In, in defense of the, the cockroaches, I guess after a conversation we had with uh, Sloan Tomlinson, they are a, a part of like the least intelligent group of, of insects. Um, oh, yeah. I think like the, the only one that has any form of intelligence in that group is, uh, is termites because they're in the same group, their cockroach group. But then wasps, on the other hand, that, that family, you know, ants, wasps, bees, uh, that's the more intelligent of all the insects. So in, in defense of cockroaches, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. They're not that bright. I'll say what they may lack in intelligence, they make up for in steely determination. Oh, yeah. You chop you their head off. They still live. Like okay. Plates. That's horrifying. Horrifying. Okay. Well, I'm sure you knew that before I said that. Otherwise... I, I didn't bad. actually. I no no no. It don't don't feel bad. It's I'm really not okay with them. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. great. I'm gonna pull up this um this thing now with the cephalopod. Um, I remember this. This was or even even recently. What was the thing with Elon Musk getting and the monkey learned how to play pong with its mind using Neuralink? Really, Neuralink. Yeah. That's... Also, did you hear spinach um were able to send emails? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I feel like you made that one up. No, uh, I didn't. You Google that one up after. But... Google the fuck out of it. Okay, I'll look, I'll look up now in a second, but okay. the test it's, it's referring to is the Sanford marshmallow experiment. You know, like, if you don't eat this marshmallow, we'll give you another one. That's Holy the uh, that's, that's the so test. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I was able to pass, a cuttlefish. That is pretty cool. That um, is very cool. And, like, it's, it's amazing because they're, they're so different to us. You know, you think like, oh, something is as intelligent as us. It's probably a mammal. It's probably something close to us, a chimp maybe. Yeah. But no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also, again, it has to do with how we're testing for intelligence and what form of intelligence, you know? And I think that that's an important part of the conversation that will often get left out of the conversation. It's how are we defining intelligence? Because I would say it's arguable that some of our intelligence is actually not very intelligent at all. Like we can create things out of nothing. You know, we can, we have this amazing capacity for technology and industry, and we are destroying the quality of life for humans and of the earth. And we're destroying the earth itself. Is that intelligent? Like what's our, what's our metric here? You know, and I think it's important that we always check back in with our metric. Uh, I agree with you that, especially in that, like school system, like our school system here, it is not a measure of intelligence. It's a measure of, uh, I can't think of it, memory. That's fucking ironic. But uh, (laughs) it's like obedience and and it's like obedience, right? It's like the, 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 it's the same thing here. I think it's the same thing in many places. It's creating a workforce that will take orders that will kind of like, you know, maintain the status quo. And I think, I think it becomes very problematic very quickly, uh, especially for people in public school systems, right? Where you're just like, you know, you got to fall in line. And again, is that humans displaying our superior intelligence? Like what are, what's our fucking metric? Our metric is broken. It's long broken. And I, you know, I think that, I think that this has a lot to do, I mean, with, with many things, but when we come back to the idea of like the intelligence of animals, I do think it's important that see what I fucking tell you. But here, here's the thing. Okay, so go, going into the there's a second one I, I read. Um, so what they did was they had spinach which look for nitro aromatics. So that's like detecting where nitrogen is in the soil so they can produce protein, which yes. obviously spinach needs. Um, and then they, what was it? 
A signal is then read, so it emits a, a signal. A signal is then read by an infrared camera sending an email alert to the scientist. So the, the camera's doing it, but they are giving a signal. They, what I read, and I, I don't know if it's in this article or not, was that, that scientists had this thought that they could use this to, you know, that they're not there yet, but that they could use spinach to help detect um, like landmines or something like that. Boom. Like the, that they're oh. trying to, oh, is that in there? Yeah, yeah it is. There it is. Like because oh. nitrogen is obviously in a lot of explosives. Correct. It's also what they look for in the first place. So I don't yes. know, like, are, are we really going to go out there, plant a bunch of spinach and then be like, send me an email, bud. that is exactly what's happening but they've also i've also been uh reading about how they've you know discovered that grass cries or screams when it's cut yes so this is the thing again that's the smell yes oh that's right that's the smell so how are we establishing like what is valid life what what is intelligence i mean is the capacity to experience pain an essentially intelligent thing i don't, well, if, I don't... if you want to go on a moral thing then absolutely yeah. uh like i'm not gonna i'm never gonna feel bad about eating spinach <laughs> ever that's fair you know what i mean that's fair <laughs> and i think a lot of people would say the same thing about cow and a, a lot of people would say the same thing about like killing coral reef and also and all of those things and yeah. also there is no way of being perfect purity is a human construct that again, you know, many people will say is like a, a highly intelligent perspective, but the reality is purity doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work in any context. I mean, I'm sure it does in some contexts like art sure. or whatever, but like, um, what's the like point? High quality metal. I, sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, but like, stupid. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I was going with you. I, I felt like it was worth it, but I think, I think at the end of the day, you know, the, in, intelligence it is not this is the thing humans love to be like we're the smartest so therefore we get to establish who's intelligent and who isn't and we create the metric well and i call bullshit on that a little bit find me an octopus that can talk about quantum physics but why is quantum physics so here's the thing and i seriously mean this octopus may actually understand the essential distilled truths that quantum physics reveals. I actually believe that's possible. I do believe that the interconnectedness of things is something that animals that are not verbal the way humans are actually mm. do have a better sense of. That's why animals can sometimes, you know, we have determined sniff out cancer or feel an earthquake coming because their connection to what is, is greater than us. And it's, you know, I think arguably our connection to what is, is greater, but again, it's a different metric. So it's not really about better, worse, you know, or something in the middle. I think it's, I mean, sometimes it is, and in some contexts it is, but in some contexts, it really is about our metric. And I think um, humans would do well with a little more humility, even though we may be top of most food chains, you know? But mm. mm. well, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I, I no, no, you say it so perfectly. Like, I can't really add to it. Thank you fairness. very much. Thank you very much. Fair play, fair play. Um, but you, you asked me a second <laughs> question and I can't remember yeah. what it was. Um, with this whole idea of like anti-aging and we might not have to mm. die anymore. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that from like- Fuck anti-aging. Fuck anti-aging. Who wants to live a long time? I just feel like it is It is a thing for the very, very rich. It is a thing for the very, very rich. But it quality of life ha- have to be like a lot of the stuff that's available mm-hmm. at the moment is yeah. pretty cheap. Like, it, like they, they know like stuff like vitamin D 
you know, when you actually have it, it, it works more like a hormone and what activates like 5% of our genes, which is a, it's, it's a fuck ton. And like it yeah. aids in anti-aging and blah, 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 stuff like that. And there's, okay, there's so other this... chemicals that like they've isolated. Uh, like I know David Sinclair is a guy who's big into it. Uh, he's about 50 something. He looks, he looks in his mid twenties really? because of all the shit he's been doing. Okay. So this is what I'll say. I'll say two things about it. One is personally me. I have no interest in living for a very, very long time. I think that sounds awful. I know a lot of old people. I've worked with old people and being older is difficult um, and it's expensive. So, and I'm in the US, keep in mind, you know, the way that um, senior citizens are treated in this country, unless you're very wealthy is horrifying. And even if you are wealthy, it's pretty horrifying. So that does influence my perspective, but I, I am also an astrologer, right? And so I am of the mind that there are specific astrological events, they're called transits, that occur at different ages, right? And and they are some of them are you know unique to you or unique to me, and some of them are specific to our age, like what happens at 21 and what happens at 29, what happens at 43, shit like that. And at, if let's say these, you know, science and technology allows us to live longer and everyone gets to have a high quality of life and live longer from an astrological perspective, then we would need to spiritually evolve. Then we would need to um, also evolve our relationship to quality of life, which is not just about um, what you have in your house or how you feel in your body, but it's how you interact with others in the world, right? And the impact you have on the world. And I, the reason why my first reaction was like, fuck that is because I don't see us doing that at all. And I don't see the value of individuals living significantly longer if their quality of life isn't higher and their capacity to continue to grow isn't higher. That in these anti-aging things, if if you really go into it, you know, you could be 70 feeling like you're, you're 40. You know, like you, you could be living life that kind of way without like, you know, what you see nowadays, people, you know, if they want to feel like they're in their forties and in their seventies, they got to work out so much. Like they got to eat, like spend so much on their nutrition and blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I guess the quality of life would, would, would keep going on and you'd be a healthy individual. Eventually you'd succumb to death, but, uh, I think you'd, I mean- you'd live happier in your, in your golden years. I like that theory. I'm really into sci-fi. I consume a fair amount of sci-fi, always have. Uh, That sounds like sci-fi to me. And I know that's kind of ironic coming for me because of all the things I do, but it does sound so far from where the bulk of the population is. And, you know, and I've heard people talk about this, you know, of course, my whole life, this idea of, of that, but I personally am more interested in finding ways of embracing our elder folks and increasing the quality of life for people as their bodies decay. Because whether you live to 150 or you live to 84, eventually the meat suit decays. It's a guarantee. It's part of the package. Hmm. And I think there's more value in focusing on not how we can extend life, but how we can, we can improve quality of life as the body decays. Um, that's more interesting to me, but again, but, I'm a counselor. So that's kind yeah. of like my, my perspective, you know, I, I guess w- when I think of it, I, I see, you know, the, the body's decaying. How do we make that better? Mm-hmm. We stop it from decaying or we, ah. we slow so it or we, we try to optimize it. 
Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe I maybe mean, we won't have to. But uh, interesting. Well, look, that sounds rough. This this isn't going to happen for for you. This isn't going to happen for me. No. My kids, maybe, maybe their yeah. kids, more likely. But uh, it, it didn't happen in our lifetime. So when yeah. when we've like colonies on Mars and we're, we're flying cities on Venus and stuff like that, we can consider it. But for now, <laughs> that's we'll, fair. That's fair. We're just I, three podcasters talking about it. I mean, I like that, and I will say also personally, me, I'm not scared of being dead, and I think that's part of also my perspective. Why good. resist being a dead person? Being a dead person seems a lot easier to me than being a meat suited person. Hmm. This thing is a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? So that's also part of my perspective about all that. Yeah. But you know, like yeah. you said, three podcasters theorizing. There you go. That's, that's, that's all it ever is when we podcast yeah. is on. We just gotta have a good conversation. But um, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of stopped me there. Cause I, I taught you them. Um, you, you really get into it, but like, I, I was really put it back when you were like, nah, fuck that. But like I, I again I, I got you get your perspective your perspective. Yeah. I like that. I, Did you say that with an American accent for a second? No, I just tried not oh. to stutter. Oh, okay. Well it, it's it was good. It was good. Okay, is is my Irish accent just deteriorating as as the seconds come by? Not at all. Not at all. I very much am enjoying it and I'm trying to not be that like uh American asshole who's also going to use a butchered irish accent i can't do it so i shouldn't have brought it up but you know my brain wants to why are, are our accents very strong because i don't think we can no uh-huh. no no i not I, I mean i've absolutely heard stronger i mean oh, you don't so sound like we... you should be in the pogues yeah if you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they're, they're stronger out there <laughs> you know yeah but uh no yeah because we, we we have heard stronger accents i mean my dad's family's from Kerry and I can't understand half my dad's family. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. But then again, I think that most of the media that we can see him is Americanized. So it, just what happens, like you, you find it in, um, it, in, in a lot of Western Europe that isn't English speaking, you end up finding these kids nowadays that are, they, they somehow have a British or American accent and they've never been to either place because they're watching these YouTubers. Fucking YouTubers. With these right. accents. Yeah. That's what yeah. kids do. They watch hours and hours of like Minecraft YouTubers or, or whatever they're watching. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's wild. It's pretty weird. It's pretty yes, weird. It is. Yeah. How, how do you feel about like the whole internet situation? You know, like we're all so much more connected, but as we've seen, like in the last couple of decades, you know, that can be, I guess, two decades. Um, yeah. It can be, like, it can be great or it can be terrible. Mm-hmm. So astrologically, uh, the internet is going through its Saturn return not long from now. And have you heard of the Saturn return? Uh, no remember we oh. are idiots okay Sorry, okay great no no, 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 no it's great it's good it's good it's good so the Saturn return is uh, an astrological event it's called again a transit that occurs to everyone at around 29 years old so every person who is 29 years old go through goes through it and it marks the closure of uh the kind of like for a human the child your kind of like childhood phase of development. And it's the doorway into your adult years. Like it's a 29 year cycle of development where you're in your adult years and then, you know, close to retirement around, you know, the end of your fifties, start your sixties, you have another Saturn return around 90, you have yet another. And they're essentially points of maturization. And I could get into it in greater detail, but I'll pull back to stay on topic and say, um, 
So when we have um, technology or corporations or events that have their Saturn return, so they've, they've existed for 29 years, they, they meaningfully change. They become something like the internet. It has become a whole other part of uh, the global community and what happened. So Saturn takes about 29 years to return to the same place it was. You know, so if, if let's say the Saturn right now is at five degrees of Aquarius, it was 29 years ago, the last time it was at five degrees of Aquarius. That's the term Saturn return. And so the last time Saturn was in the sign of Aquarius was when the internet was created. And then the same month that Saturn returned into the zodiac sign of Aquarius is when we all went on lockdown globally and everyone had to socially distance, which was made so much easier by the internet because we could still talk to each other. We could still see each other. Now, not older people who didn't have those skills and not people who you know didn't have the money to own a computer or have an internet connection but everyone else and that's a lot of people um and so what we're seeing is a new role of the internet and what we're going to see over the next couple of years my prediction is um a global and also domestic um meaningful change around net neutrality and our rights online. And that could be that we have less rights and corporations have more rights or governments have more rights. And it's hard to separate them from each other when it comes to issues of net neutrality. Or it might be that, you know, people organize and we kind of get better protections online because most countries do not have sufficient protections in the law based on how digital the world is, because most politicians have no fucking clue about technology, right? I mean, Did just you ever see that any... thing of when Mark Zuckerberg was, uh, like, yes. was on trial? Yes. They, they were giving out to him about Google or something? Yes. But they had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah, nothing to do with it. And it's like, you see him, like, it's like trying to talk to a child. I mean, don't get me Basically. fucking started on Mark Zuckerberg. I have shit to say. Well, that's a different story, but yeah. <laughs> it is a different story. But but it is it is case in point, right? And I think that you know what we're going to see is a meaningful change uh, through the course of this transit. Each Saturn um, transition through a zodiac sign lasts two and a half years, and in fact, just in this period since um, Saturn entered into Aquarius. What I also read, and you should fact check me on this as well, but the, one of the dudes who invented the internet was interviewed and said that he was dissatisfied with how it was being used and he was working on creating a new internet. Um, so yeah, back check me, please. I'll just take a look at that real quick. Yeah, yeah. Because I, you know, I see these things and then I'm like, my brain keeps on going. And so I'm like, well, did I make that up? You know, just like, did spinach really email people? And the answer is <laughs> yes. And also kind of not, but yes. The the unexpected sequel we've all been waiting for. Damn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Internet and, 2. <laughs> and you know, it, well, there's this thing called Internet 2.0, but I don't know if that's it. No, that's not it. I think that's, I don't think that's it. I think that this guy's like working on inventing it. And I'll say, again, this might be a little bit of a departure, but you know, when the protest started in Hong Kong, like in, in earnest, I think it was like 2019, uh, 2020, like in that bucket, I think it was 2019. But, um, the protesters were using this app called Bridgeify. I don't know if you've heard of this. Like the use of br that app Bridgeify went up like 500% in Hong Kong because the internet was being turned off by the government. But 
Um, this app is a like a asset, like you can text people through Bluetooth. So you don't need an internet connection as long as you're within a certain amount of physical space. So it's like a protesting tool. And it's so amazing. I got so inspired and I even contacted the dude. Let's see. There we do. See what I'm saying? You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're I am. Right. Yeah, I am. And this was in January this year. Yeah, it was very Impressive. recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but this guy, I, I contacted the guy who created um, Bridgeify and uh, to talk to him and like pick his brain and also just share my enthusiasm. And what he told me was that he was having a hard time getting Silicon Valley, because of course I'm in the Bay Area and, and so is he, getting Silicon Valley to jump on because it isn't internet based, it's Bluetooth based. And the thing about being Bluetooth based at this time is that is more democratic because uh, countries and governments can turn off the internet, but you can't turn off the Bluetooth. So it's bad. And I'm not an expert in any of this shit. So if I say anything wrong, I, I'm going uh, to express my humility you know, in advance. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure I'm getting some things wrong about this because I have you know very rudimentary understanding of this stuff. That said, we will see um, developments in this regard. And I wouldn't be mm. surprised if it was both much for the worse and much for the better. Mm. Yeah. Well, hopefully for the better, because, you know, when people think of oppressive governments they normally think of somehow the most like free ones in the world and then you look at china they they are fighting tooth and nail to stay out of there and if you think you got it bad and like you know you're you're, you're, i don't know your condo in the states take a look over there these these guys i yeah yeah they 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 have so much freedom taken away from them the facial recognition software in china is terrifying it is we, truly terrifying. And it's the future, we, I think. We had an AI, um, an AI expert on to get on. He's, I think, was MIT he's from, Thomas? Yeah, he's the leading professor in AI in MIT. Yeah. Or, and, yeah. or Harvard. Uh, one of them. That's one of them. No, he's, he's not Harvard. He's not Harvard? But, okay. um, Probably MIT. But w- w- when he got on, um, he was saying, like, next time you see, like, a camera being put up in your area, you should really find out if there's facial recognition in this. Because don't really have to tell you. I don't have to and tell you. Like an AI can like track you perfectly. And like, they're not that difficult to make. So he's no doubts like the Chinese government will be using them. But uh, is the stage using them? Is Ireland using them? Is Germany using them? Russia? I would be shocked if they weren't. I would be shocked yeah, if, if, if they aren't now, they're planning on it. And, you know, I've actually taken uh, classes here in the Bay Area about like ways that you can like interrupt AI's ability to recognize your face, but you have to walk around with crazy, like David Bowie in the height of the sixties makeup on your face. You know what I mean? Like you got to really take pains. Yeah. It's not for everyone. It's not, it's not for everyone, but, but I think that the, I think that there is a lot of room and this is actually like some of how I like to use astrology on my podcast. There's a lot of room of using something like astrology as a motivating tool to understand the timing that certain events are likely to occur and therefore using it as a good way to understand the best time, like months and years to to, um, organize around activism and to push for legislation because we're not likely to see, um, you know, lots of legislation, but we're likely to see the activism now that will um, become either stricter laws for or against the people. And this is not mm-hmm. just in the yeah. US, it's, it's, a, it's a global issue because it's very hard to regulate the internet without it being global, you know, well, globally agreed upon. 
Oh, yes. uh, yeah. You, well, right. I had a question earlier about like, do you think it's going to get free more like our internet freedoms will be extended or shortened? Because over here in the European Union, they got shortened fairly recently. Yeah. Uh, that whole thing with like copyrighted material, like technically memes are illegal in the European Union, which is weird. So it's very, very weird. weird. That's so we'll make so a meme weird. of this episode and send it to the European yeah. Council. <laughs> but, uh, that sounds like a great idea. There you go. But um, <laughs> it's like I, I'm worried about stuff like that because, yeah. look, it, it's happened in China to a point of extremism. Uh, and then like over here as well, like it's starting to happen. I don't know what stories in the States, but, you know, it's getting there. And I, I know you use Anchor for your podcast. There's even mm-hmm. like restrictions for us to use Anchor because we're in Europe. Right. I, I, I have like, noticed that. I think there's restrictions. If it's not government, it's going to be corporations. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, um, so a kind of fun fact is, um, so back to astrology, the planet Uranus moves really slowly. Okay. And it is currently in the sign of Taurus and there's 30 degrees to each Zodiac sign. And we are currently, I think at like 11 or 12 degrees of Aquarius. Anyway, so we're at the beginning of the transit. The last time, I'm sorry, not Aquarius, currently at 11 or 12 degrees of Taurus. The last time that the planet Uranus was in Taurus, there was a guy, you probably haven't heard of him, Hitler in power. Um, Also Mussolini, yeah, there's like World War II. So what was going on at that time in the global stage was the rise of strongmen, the rise of authoritarian leadership. And this is where the UN was eventually born from, right? The the need for countries to come together and to have some sort of like ethical something. Now, obviously that didn't work out great. I don't think that works out great. I don't know what you think, but uh, it, it didn't turn out as idealistically as we would have liked maybe. However, we are currently going again through this thing where all countries are really at this struggle point around uh, these themes, which from my astrological perspective have so much to do with values. What do we value? Who do we value? Is the value of money and economic security more important than the value of people and which people? And this is why in these periods, we see xenophobia and racism increasing. we see these things increasing because certain people believe that they have more value than others and are willing to get violent about it. And so there's there's a great deal of concern that I have, and I don't think I'm the only astrologer or the only historian or the only person who looks at politics, um, but there's a great deal of concern that I have around the intersection between the role of the internet and the rise of authoritarian regimes or um, you know, the, the tendency for capitalism to push itself towards uh, that kind of a thing, you know, as it kind of bends to the will of corporations that are owned by like a couple few dudes. And there's a great deal of potential for people both locally and internationally to organize and come together. And there's equal potential for us to go into our little corners and be scared and only advocate for ourselves. And when that happens, we've already seen what can happen on the global stage. Hmm. And so I have a great deal of concerns about what comes next. And I also have a great deal of confidence in, confidence may be the wrong word, hope that um, 
we are connected enough now, you know, like look at us just like hanging out. Um, we are connected enough now that we have the tools to cultivate greater empathy and to understand that we can use technology and legislation and all of these other things um, to help each other instead of to keep each other like in check. But again, that will take people not trusting in their governments to the extent that they don't get involved. I mean, I really am an, a strong encourager of civic engagement and, um, you know, being aware of what's happening both to really locally and also globally as much as is, you know, within your nature, your resources and your personality. Yeah. I took it, I took it there. I went oh, there. Did. I did. You went the, the whole way. Oh, you did. <laughs> the did. whole nine I yards. Didn't go the whole, I didn't go the whole way, but I went there just enough. Why not? Just enough. Yeah. Well, the train has know. fallen over. It's yes. not even on the tracks of the rails anymore. It's just, no, yeah. I don't. we lost track of the rails. It's we just flopped them. on its side. No. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, you, you said, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to phrase this without sounding like an idiot, but you, you said like capitalism when you brought up like the authoritarian stuff, but you like, the main authoritarian governments in the world would be communist ones at the moment, mm-hmm. and even 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 in um like I guess the seventies. Um, how how come you kind of bonked on the head of? Uh, I bonked on the head of capitalism because I'm here in the U.S. and it's just so my frame. But the, the yeah, truth is, it's not really. It's not well. No, I'm not. I'm not a fan of capitalism. That said. I'm not a fan of any fucking structure because all of them can be bent to the will of the very powerful and uh, can feed the pockets of only the very powerful. There's no system that is perfect. There's no system that really works when it's left without checks and balances, in my yeah, view. You know, it works pretty good. Yeah, yeah. What, what, when, what, when you mix uh, socialist ideas with capitalism, like you see in, uh, in some European countries, mm-hmm. that's been working pretty good. Okay, so... Also, Canada, I think, does that pretty well. But here's the truck. Well, California the, does it terribly. California, well, not California. Yeah, no, the U.S. is terrible at it, but Canada. Canada is not bad at it is what I meant. But here's the thing. The more people, when you look at these really large countries, with especially with very diverse populations, it becomes much harder to govern, you know? And I think some of the more successful governments we see are over a smaller populace. And I think that there's something to that, you know, and it's because the values and the needs of that populace are easier to address when it's a more focused uh, group of people. Now, I'm not saying, therefore, we should only have small countries at all. I'm just noting, you know, and so I, are, are you saying yeah. that people with the same values and same ideas, what kind of work better together? I think it's I like the, these Nordic countries. For the, seem to yes, the, exactly. These Nordic countries are not known for being especially large or especially diverse. Yeah. Um, and whereas when we look at someplace like the US, like the melting pot, it is intensely diverse. And it is, and it's diversity, you know, it's why I moved here. I love it. I love the diversity. Um, but our government isn't diverse. Our lawmakers aren't diverse. Our, the, you know, the kind of like most uh, influential corporations are not owned by a diverse group of people. And so we have a problem here. And I think that this is when we look at the top of all problematic, cruel, or oppressive regimes, we see essentially, you know, slightly different flavors of the same problem, which is, you know, individuals focusing on their own gain and keeping everyone in line to support their own gain and the gain of their friends. And mm. that can happen in any system, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah I, it, I don't it happened in, in, you know, huge communist countries, happened in fascist Germany and Italy. I'm yes. sure it happens nowadays. 
Yeah, I don't think I think you're right. There probably isn't a way to stop that because you're always going to be better to your friends. Yeah, but Humans which isn't always a bad thing. We, like that, that's how you get community efforts to work. Yes, the problem is, I think. Okay, so this is it's not something I've talked about on a podcast before, but yeah, watch, I don't know how we got here, but it I, don't, cool. I don't know. Something happened when we fell off the damn rails before we started recording. Yeah, uh, it's, fun. It's, it's very <laughs> fun. You're a very interesting person. I, thank, I like your perspectives. Thank you very much. Well, I'm having so much fun. So thanks for thanks for having me. <laughs> um, but uh, wait, what I was gonna say, uh, but, but oh, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, so in astrology again, back to astrology. What we can, what we do is we use uh, the planets to understand so many things, events, uh, times in history, and also individual humans, human nature. And so from the perspective of human nature, we all have the same planets inside of our birth charts. We all have the same zodiac signs in within our birth charts. And what it has taught me is that human nature is fucked up. It's also gorgeous. It's also empathetic, but it's not, we are not inherently good and we are not inherently bad. We are inherently, we are inherently complex. And, you know, one person using their strength and their will to oppress and control another person is not specific to any period in time or any region of the world. That is specific to fucking humans. We are dicks to each other and we are dicks to ourselves. And that is again, since antiquity, as far as I understand. And my perspective as an astrologer is that as we ideally speaking, as we improve our metrics and we get better goals and better asks, then we as a people, as a populace can demand more of our governing whatevers, whether it's corporations, organizations, or governments, or hopefully all three, um, so that our metric is better. I think our metric needs to improve, not to be idealistic that there aren't going to be assholes amongst us and there's not going to be illness and suffering and poverty and all those things, because there is. But that we have systems that are more expansive and flexible to the needs of the people based on whether there's a flood or a fire or, you know, a, a tragedy like a, a pandemic or whatever. Like we, we need to demand more of our leaders and that requires that we become better, you know, and I just well, don't see that immediately happening. When, when you demand more of, of your, of your leaders because they work for you, they normally end up demanding more from you. Like, Theoretically. I, like, like if I say like, okay, there's not enough money in our fire departments. Okay. They do for a year. And sneakily enough in Ireland, they'll probably like raise like a tax by like point something percent. That's that paid for. Yeah. That, that's, that, that, that's, that's how it. they work. It, and it's just like, I know you guys get like taxed to bits out there. We, we do too. Like the tax rates in Ireland, you, it's like Nordic countries. You'll, ne you'll never be a millionaire here. Not without probably killing somebody. Um, which, 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 which can be rough. It kind of traps like the people never, never get past like low mid middle class. But yeah, Here, but when you demand I, more, they're going to demand more of you. Seems you know, it's to, interesting. Yeah. I, I have, I'm from Canada. I live in the U S and I, all of my friends, you know, Quebec has really intense taxation there. Um, and all my friends complain about the Medicare and, you know, my family complains about the Medicare in Canada um, and, you know, the taxation, all that. But personally me, I, and I, again, this might be surprising coming from me, but I 
am perfectly happy to pay taxes. I think ta the concept of taxes are great if it's paying for roads and, you know, firefighters and all of that kind of stuff. Where it becomes problematic for me is when there isn't Medicare, or when the Medicare is shit, you know, um, you know, and here there's no Medicare. It's the healthcare is horrifying, like really, truly horrifying. And public services in general are not good. And it's not because of the individuals who are working. Um, it's because of the system itself. And I think, I think that it becomes, I, and again, I know we've gone really again off the rails here, but I think that yes, the governments can require more of us, but again, when a system is so corrupt and like maybe in Ireland, they don't have the money to pull on. In the US, we fucking do. We just don't choose to. You know what I mean? So it's like different countries have different problems and the government's corruption reflects those problems and and also the mm. and also the assets, right? Yeah. Um and so it's it's comparable but also incomparable. It's both. And also, big fan, big fan of Vans also. What 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 say it again? I thought you about to say something else. And no, no, also. no, I, I, I just, just, it's like, I mean, the and also in the context of like, we can't really compare Ireland and the US and our problems. And also we can, it's like, we have different yeah. resources. We're both countries. Problems, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, what kind of tax rate are you looking at in um, California right now? I pay no attention. I don't know. Isn't that ridiculous? But I don't know. I really am. This is how I handle. This taxes. is like this thing. I was like, okay, I brought up earlier. Like, did you get into like the the science of like of what you do? Like, because a lot of <laughs> quantum physics is points. If anyone doesn't know, I have a page of like notes on quantum physics, getting ready for this. And I, I said it to you, like, I don't know. No, it's not. You, my attitude there. is, I just, yeah. But what I do is, I just like. I'm really focused on practicum. Like I'm really focused on the practice. I prepay my taxes. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm very like a law abiding citizen surprisingly. And I say surprisingly, cause I know that that's not what most people would necessarily guess about me. Um, but I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think about it. I don't think about it. Cause if I think about it, I'll get pissed off. I'll be like, Oh God, that's so much money or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, I, I really believe in, each of us putting money into the system and the more money an individual makes, the more money they should put into the system. And so I, I don't know, I just don't, I don't think about it. I really don't. I, and I, you know, I pay a CPA to know those things for me. And to be honest, like I literally was emailing with my CPA I've never, just this morning and uh, thinking to myself, I have no fucking clue what she's asking me. I'm answering but I have no fucking clue what she's asking me. So I don't mean to break any stereotypes, but I'm an astrologer who's not into finances. Although there is a, a realm of astrology that is financial astrology. And, uh, you know, people fucking love what's it. What's your thoughts on that? That just sounds like it could be a scam. Uh, it could be, but Especially also- Especially if you're like stock markets. Well, the thing about stock markets and financial astrology is because astrology is about timing, right? And we're talking about gambling. Stock markets are gambling, right? So there's, there's chance within it, but there is you a can way hit 100 to right timing. now or zero. This is the problem. I, personally, me, I have pretty anti-capitalist values, like I mentioned before. So I'm it's not okay. super interested. Yeah. I'm not interested in, in uh, the stock market. I, yeah, I'm not especially interested in it. I think it's important to be somewhat aware of it because it has so much to do with the powers of, yeah, it is relevant, me, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> but it's not like personally that interesting to me. <laughs> Um, bless you. Excuse me. No, you know, it happens. So yeah, you know, you're not, you're not a big fan of it. Uh, that, that's okay. 
That's all right. Because Thomas down here is a raging capitalist. Are you, um, really? you know, he sold out his, his two brothers uh, to buy a farm and uh, he's been living on it ever since. Isn't that right, Thomas? Correct. Yeah. No. no okay, when happen. you sold them out, did you have to like actually like sell your brothers for the farm? Oh, he did sell them. He did yes. sell them. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I don't know fair. where they are. They're somewhere in the, the brother trade in Ireland is actually booming at the moment. Seen them is it really the brother trade? Oh my god! I have to get into that. Uh, this is yeah. this is how yeah. this how rumors get started. Like it, go, it goes meet Guinness siblings. It's weird. Oh, <laughs> it's weird. You see, I would have thought that it would yeah. be Guinness meet siblings, but I'm learning. You no, know? There, there you go. There you go. Yeah. You learn new things every day, friend. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I guess. I guess I had a question before we started, but like I forget like the vibe of how it's gone today. I don't know. I know. Have, you, have you ever tried virtual reality? You mean like those big ass glasses? Yes. Yeah. He's pointing at no. one. Oh, you want to know? <laughs> you want to know why the answer is no? Go on. Because I have curly fucking hair. I have curly hair. You want me to put that shit on my head? It's gonna ruin my curls for the rest of the day. No way. So inconsiderate, unbelievable. Honestly? I got long hair. It ruins my hair too. I got like this like, little strap around here. It's same yeah. with this. It leaves a dent in my hair for Correct. like an hour. Pretty yes. sure I have a dent See, in my head from wearing headphones. Cool. This is the <laughs> like, thing. It's like when I first saw this virtual reality shit, I was like, clearly men designed this shit because they were never thinking about hair. They were never thinking about hair. They, and it was probably guys with straight hair because they were thinking, oh yeah, in an hour, my hair will be normal again. This shit is, you fuck it up. It's ruined for the day. I think guys do it because they think it's cool. And then when women get involved, they do it to be a, to make it better. Because my, my thoughts on that are especially when it comes to those things with, uh, with, with the, the hands for it. Right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're like two controllers there. You can kind of flex like your index finger and your, and your, your thumb. But then there's like these, these haptic feedback gloves where you put on a glove and it'll track where your fingers are. That was invented by a woman. Sure. Yeah, Whereas like this sense. clunky... Yeah, kind of dildo esque looking thing. Yes, I didn't never exactly, realize exactly how much it looks, it looks like, like a dildo. That's exactly what it looks yeah. like. It's like I need, to, yeah. I need to turn that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but this dildo looking thing behind me—it's actually yeah. a controller. Yes, um, sure, sure. But yeah. it fits in your hand. That makes sense for there a dude. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that is that off brand? Is that off brand? You know what? You know, low hanging fruit. You have to grab it. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my, my, my question was like, <laughs> going to revolve around simulation theory. Like, do you think there's any room for that in astrology? Because I, I think I think mm -hmm. there could be, because yeah, yep. you know, you know, a lot of these simulations or even games, or whatever, they're there's built around systems, and yeah. that sounds like a system that could be worked in. There's a, a guy named Kent Bai, um, who's an astrologer, and he's big in the VR world, and he has the VR podcast, and. I think he's made some like astrology VR stuff, but he might even be like a great person for you to have on the show. Kent by B-Y-E, uh, he's in Portland, Oregon. And um, I know him from the astrology conference circuit and we've worked together a bunch. Um, so he's, he's the only person that I personally know that's like deeply in both worlds. Um, but yeah, I think there's a great deal of intersection, but I think like VR is, is very duty um, which is to say super male oriented and, uh, yeah. Oh, this is and, a virtual experience. Like you could, you could design it for anyone though. Yeah. Like you, you could say, I want, I want it? this experience. Yeah. But do you know a lot of girls who are using VR? Well, the, the, the girls I've introduced it to have been the ones like most surprised, like my girlfriend or, or my mom or my, or my sister, my, mm -hmm. my, my brother will put it on like, Oh, it's just another video game. Yeah. My, my dad would be like, 
where's the controller? What am I doing? And my mom was like, oh my God, I'm in Star Wars. And my, my sister cool. be the same or blah, 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 you know? That's cool. I, you know, I, real talks, you know, the world that I live in, like the way I experience reality, I mean, fuck, I got enough I got enough versions got of enough, reality I, I you. already. Yeah. You know, I mean, I yeah. actually am interested in it. Once once the headsets aren't so interruptive to my vanity, I might be a yeah. little bit more interested. But that shit looks so uncomfortable uh, and hair ruining. So not yet. Well, you're right in the hair ruining part. Yes. If, you, if, if you short hair, that's it's handy. But yeah. if, like short hair on the sides. That's but, uh, the key. Classic you know. male haircut. Yeah. There you go. Well, it works yeah. for some women. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I do know some women who are into it. I just majoritively don't the majority yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but um mm -hmm. okay so you you've no real thoughts on how, how that could work or no no you're not, not you're not big into simulation theory no 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 i don't know much about it you That's know fair. i'm i am a little bit unusual as a psychic and a medium and an astrologer in that i am obsessed with reality i am obsessed with what is happening like here and now me too i'm a huge fan huge fan i'm obsessed with what's happening here and now how am i responsible for what i am and am not doing how am i responsible for the impact of what i am and am not doing and uh, you know I, that is deeply connected to the past and the future but it is rooted in the now so um so that tends to be where you know where I live. And that said, like I said, I'm like super into sci-fi. Um, so it's not like I'm not thinking about the future, but it's mm. uh, more entertainment and inspiration than yeah. it is like my work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I only ask because like, obviously when we came into this, we didn't know much about it. You've helped us on a little bit now, but I, I just had hey. these, these ideas of like, okay, what would, from her perspective in astrology and how it works, what would these fit? Where would these things fit into your, your equation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it does. It, it's not something that I've ever really thought about. You know, I, um, astrology to practice, to become a competent and skilled astrologer takes a lot of years of study, like a lot of years of study. And the thing people don't yeah. realize about astrology is a lot of math. Um, and so, you know, like I, I wonder if like somebody's really deep into VR, how they would have the fucking time to also be concurrently very deep into astrology because they're such kind of like uh consuming systems sure. and you know it's how many systems are you going to be running in your noodle machine all at yeah. once i don't know like you're not going to find many like high performance athletes who are into film critique you know exactly, like you only exactly. have so much time exactly exactly and it's also like um use different parts of your brain you use different parts of your your intelligence for different yeah. kinds of things and so yeah that's that's my personal take yeah. Well, I, I like your take. Thank you. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess that, that's, that's kind of it. I, I don't have any questions unless. Do you have any, Thomas? No, I'm good. You're good. You're just sitting there happy. Fair play to you. Always happy. I was up to you for a smile. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this was a lot of fun, Jessica. Uh, you, you're a very interesting person. Um, Thank you. I've had so much fun. This has been such, uh, a, such a great time. Thank you. I, I, hope, I hope I. I challenged you with a couple interesting questions. You did. You did. Good. Indeed. Good. Yeah. This has been so fun. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited that we got to, we got to do this. And I, really I think it's late it. at night for you. Oh, it's, no, nine, it's, it's only past nine. It's not, it's not oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's not too late. It's not too late. Okay, no, cool, cool. No, no. Cool. But, I mean, um, I don't mean to brag, but it's sunny daytime out here. Oh, oh. aren't you class? Aren't you? I, know. Over here? <laughs> I am, I am yeah. very classy. That's right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of what I say doesn't translate very well to American audiences. <laughs> no, it's great. I love, okay, so my one of my favorite words ever to be invented is whinging, which is Australian for <laughs> complaining. Yeah, yeah. And I love whinging. You say well, that there too? We have whinging, yeah. yeah. Thomas is, Thomas is a bit of a whinger. Yeah, I'm me too. Whinging. I bet your brothers are whinging because you sold them off of the farm. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen them in years. Oh but, shit! Uh... <laughs> Poor guys. Poor guys. It, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like that Japanese thing where like, you can like you can buy someone to cuddle you. You actually with him, he sold a brother so you could buy someone to have a brother with you like for a day. Oh, isn't that you innovative? Know? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Closest thing to a brother I've ever had. Oh, <laughs> so tender, so tender. Oh you should God. write a, a platonic romance novel about your fake brother. There you go. You by selling your real brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a couple more siblings. I need money for publishing. It's like, oh my God. Got a lot I of mean, time. You got choices to make, and I respect but, the choices you're exactly. making. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, if, if people want to check you out, where could they find you? Uh, you can listen to my podcast called Ghost of a Podcast wherever podcasts are heard, but not so much on YouTube because I forgot to stop. I, I stopped uploading them like an asshole. So, but you consider coming back to it, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Not just because yeah. you wink really well, but yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And you can read. I have a weekly horoscope out on my website every Wednesday uh, in California. So that might be actually. Anyways, whatever. Once a week, um, and I, you know, I've got a website with all all manner of things, videos. You what's can what's, what's the website? It's called lovelineato.com. and I have an astrology app coming out very soon. It's for astrology nerds. So if you're really, if you don't have the capacity to read the glyphs, it's not useful to you. But um, yeah, I, so I. I I put lots of shit out into the world and I have a Patreon if you're like super down and that's at patreon.com slash Jessica Lignato. And if someone joins your Patreon, what do they, what do they get? Great question. Uh, Popcorn so, shipped at our house. Yes. Uh, they movie get, nights. They, I actually am I'm exporting brothers, but Fair only play. for snuggling. It's yes. a good trade they get into. Smart. Yes, now you're in yeah. the real shit now. Okay, I know. I was going to work with Guinness, but I just thought it's too complicated. I went straight to brothers. Um, yeah. Perfect. So, uh, I'll thank you send you some advice after this. It's thank you. Well, you know, I need okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you started it. Okay. So um, on Patreon, a couple things. I do a bunch of things. I drop videos. I teach tarot. Um, I don't mean to brag, but I'm going to wait, watch it. It's very cute. Look at how cute that is. My little tarot holder. Um, so I teach That's tarot. Cool. I do. Um, I, I drop a bonus episode of the podcast every month on the first. Um, that is like a month ahead horoscope. I teach things. I do like uh, kind of AMA style things where I answer people's questions so they have greater access to me because I'm not taking on one-on-one -on -one clients at this time. So, um, so yeah, so it's just a way for people to like learn more with me and, and connect more with me. And um, I'm also on social media. I've, have you heard of Instagram? Uh, I'm there and also Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's very obscure and not a lot of people know about it. Very obscure. Uh, so yeah, so I'm all over the fucking place. People can find me places um, as long as they're not offended by cussing because I do cuss a lot. Well, I'm glad. Um, you know, when we talked a lot of Americans, kind of curse more like, and they looked at me and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't understand that. People are so weird. Cursing is fun. I feel like oh, I trust yeah. a person once they start yeah. cursing. Because well, yeah. they're, just, they're instantaneously, they're showing their comfort. What's that? Yeah. I'm not going to, don't, don't name drop them. Don't oh, no, no, I won't do it. But yeah, we, we did a podcast and they were like, no, no, no cussing, no, no cursing at all. Okay. And I were five minutes in, but 
because <laughs> it, it, got, it got really passionate it got, it got into like irish history and like oppression towards irish people whatever and um yeah and we, they cut out 15 minutes of a, of a 40 no 15 minutes of an hour hour long podcast wow. because, because of, of cursing. cursing and not because of me but because of him oh you know, he curses so like good. a sailor when he wants to but but Thomas, aren't you the one who said sugar earlier? I've been trying to improve myself as a person. I feel like if you were really trying to improve yourself, you'd say shit. Um, but that's just my Montreal speaking. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever met someone from Montreal before. We cuss like the Irish. I'm, I'm glad. I'm proud. Very Beautiful. proud. Thank you. You're a, we we need someone else fighting a good fight. Oh, but anyway, I'm, out here doing it. I'm glad. If anyone wants to check you out, they know where to find you. Yes. Um, so it was a pleasure having you on today. So Absolutely. if anyone listening right now, she's fair play to you. You got this far. You're a legend. Well done. You're, you're unreal. You're class. Um, but if you got this far, fair play to you. Take it handy and good luck. Top of the morning, lads and ladies. Support for the Awful Irish podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's global waste grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and you're no longer leave the luck of the Irish with the ladies. Manscaped just launched in Ireland. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can now be one of the first men in Ireland to experience their life-changing products. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code IRISHPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code IRISHPOD.